Good day. This is The Real Impact. Thank you for our patrons for your support. This will not be possible without them. Also, this is going to be a free episode. Uh, I know I'm out of my hiatus and this has been long overdue, but we have an amazing episode. My guest is Archie Cresanto. Uh, he picked the 1984 quintessential supernatural horror comedy film, Ghostbusters. The film is directed by Ivan Reitman and written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis, starring Bill Murray, of course, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver, and Rick Moranis. This episode is a bit longer than usual, but it's also a fascinating episode. We do discuss more than just the film, but also how Archie got into the entertainment industry, his goals in life, and everything between. He's a remarkable guest, and we might have him more often in the future. Um, But yeah, before we begin, perhaps the only thing I may warn you about, we will spoil the film he is in uh, that came out this year is VHS 99. He is in one of the segment as Nate. The segment is titled To Hell and Back. So he will briefly mention a bunch of behind the scenes um, scene, uh, behind the scenes antics uh, they've had. So uh, just want to warn you about that before you listen to this episode that he's going to mention that you know handful of stuff that, that he's done in that set. Uh, but yeah, please enjoy this episode. It's a bit longer than usual, like I said. So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, and welcome to The Real Impact. This is a show where I invite a guest and we discuss a film that they have chosen that will impact them the most. Joining me today, he is an actor, director, filmmaker, storyteller, and you can see him in VHS 99. He plays Nate in the segment To Hell and Back, uh, which was co-written and directed by Joseph Winter. Uh, the other writer was uh, Joseph Winter's wife, I'm assuming. I mean, just, I just realized uh, they're both Winters. <laughs> um, please uh, welcome uh, Archelius B. Chris Santo. Uh, I, I hope they're husband and wife. Yeah. They're siblings. They got a lot of awkward explaining to do. <laughs> yeah. So, am I saying your name, Archelius? Archelius B. Santo. Uh, I'll, I'll say that you're saying it less wrong than most people. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it's pronounced Archelius. Archelius. But I, go by, I go by Archie. So let's make everybody's lives easy, easier. Thank you, Archie. <laughs> Um, thank you again for joining me on the podcast. Um, for thank those who are, for me. Yeah. thank you <laughs> for those who are listening. Uh, we we chat a little bit, and um, so some of this probably will be repetitive in our end. But I don't think the listeners have it, uh, you know, know about this. But um, first of all, I want to know uh, how did you get your starting in the in the business in the industry, and um, what else uh, in the future have you, uh, you have lined up? for yourself um yeah well i've always wanted to be a storyteller in some capacity i used to write very terrible uh black keys ripoff songs way back in the day and before that it was like terrible weezer uh oh okay (laughs) um so yeah i played music for a very long time i actually consider myself a failed musician um what instrument? Uh, 
uh, I, I used to play guitar and sing and then oh, I, wow. I played bass for like anybody. Um, shout out to my friend, Mike Barker, uh, who I played in his band, uh, probably more than I played in my own band. <laughs> no, uh, was, was, uh, was his band anyway. Um, yeah, I did that for a while. Um, I never could hold down like a real job. Uh, so I would argue that I still can't. And I somehow stumbled into friends that made movies and I was really lucky and they kept bringing me back on set for things. And I mentioned that, Hey, I, I really like acting. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I do that. And then I was really lucky to have friends like, you know, write parts for me and, and bring me on in that capacity as well, which is, um, kind of how Deadstream and VHS 99 came out. Oh yeah. That's nice. Um, yeah. how long have you been acting? Uh, professionally, uh, gosh, I don't know about eight ish years. Um, been in the film industry for the, the last decade or so here in Utah. Oh yeah, uh, you, I, I I I realized you're from Utah. I think it's from your uh, socials. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, well, I'm. I actually. I I grew up in Oregon. I was born in the Philippines. I grew up in Oregon. I ended up in Utah somehow. Uh, <laughs> but I, I I'm ultimately glad I did because you know when I talk about people, um, you know, really being nice and inviting me on set and and you know, giving me a shot to kind of do what I love doing. Uh, the, the winters, you know, are definitely one of them. We, um, they used to run a film festival called it's only a movie. And mm-hmm. it was just a short horror film festival. And then a film that I was in, uh, that some friends had made got into their festival and they were kind of like, Hey, he seems like a cool guy. And then, I ended up directing a play that next year that they went and saw, and it was a woman, woman in black, and it was really spooky, which is you know right up their alley, and they loved it, uh, and we became friends um, from there. And we've always been kind of like looking for a way to to work with each other, and then it just happened kind of back to back with with Deadstream and and VHS ninety nine. Yeah, I haven't watched Deadstream yet. My uh, my twin brother, he's a huge horror fan, and that's one he that's one of his favorite films this year. Uh, uh, so he's always recommending it, and then when I watch VHS ninety nine, it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it when I have fine fine time. <laughs> but uh, I heard okay. wonderful things, uh, interesting things, especially um, I forgot the actor's name. Uh, she's also in VHS ninety nine. Um, yeah, Melanie. Melanie, yes, yes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah she's great um and uh, yeah i met i i you know i met everybody uh on deadstream and it was really kind of cool because basically everyone who worked on deadstream turned right around and, and worked on vhs 99 so it was a really close-knit sort of cr- cast and crew and uh yeah it just felt fun and the whole time again it's like I don't. I can't believe that we get to do this for for work. Like somebody's actually paying us to do this, and it's 
<laughs> Again, uh, we talked about imposter syndrome and like hijacking it where it's like, I don't belong here. But for me, it's like hijacking imposter syndrome and saying, well, if you're stupid enough to pay me, I'm going to do it. And you're the stupid one. For paying me. <laughs> and that's how I, that's how I felt with the uh, uh, man making these movies. But yeah, go see Deadstream. I'm a little biased, but I love it. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a great movie. And VHS 99. They're both on Shutter right now, too. So if you have Shutter. Yeah, correct. Yeah. I, I highly recommend. If you don't have Shutter, do the free trial and uh, watch those two. And then. Yeah. And if you're a horror fan, it's like the Netflix for horror movies. So yeah. you, know, totally if you end up keeping it. Uh, great. If not, um, well, you know, whatever. Just watch my movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there other projects that uh, we're looking forward to that you're uh, coming out that you that you're allowed to say? I guess you could say. Um, yes, I. <laughs> I wish I could say that you're going to see me in like a Marvel movie or something <laughs> soon. Um, uh, that is not the case. But if Kevin Feige is listening and somehow managed to watch to Helen back, then. Hey, I'm, I'm game. Um, but no, I, I do a lot of theater and I'll be working um, for a, a theater company here in Salt Lake here pretty soon. I can't announce the, what it is yet, but, you know, be on the lookout for that, I guess. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird, like social media kind of making everybody open to uh, each other. Yeah. Or accessible, rather. I mean, follow me on social media, uh, <laughs> I guess. That's how I, I mean. Know. That's how I uh, contact you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <social media. laughs> I followed I'm, you I'm and Joseph. Totally <laughs> um, I just, I still think it's, man, it's kind of like a, a, a weird thing. VHS 99 kind of putting me in a little bit more of a spotlight than I'm used to. Uh, but I'm like, okay. Uh, this is what it's like to be a D-list celebrity. <laughs> oh no! Um, I feel uh, like no, I, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> uh, in in another episode I had, um, I I had a uh, Andrew. He's a comp- uh, his last name just escaped me, but he is a composer going to CSU right now. And then I've been mm. listening all this. Like he's been sharing his work with me, and I'm like, oh man, I'm I'm really happy I got to like uh, talk to you and interview you because. I feel like uh, in the future, uh, I don't want to like jinx anything, but like, you know, I'm, I'm very proud. Like I got to talk to these people and then you're one of those people. Like I'm, I'm really proud. Like if anything happens in the future, I'm just happy that I got to talk to you. I had this opportunity to talk to you and giving me this opportunity. I appreciate uh, that, man. You. Thank yeah. you. I, you know, I feel the same way. Like you huh. never know who's going to blow up. Not that yeah. that's why we make you know, connections in the industry. Um, but yeah, it's like, no, man, like working in film is hard. And, it is. Uh, it's definitely hard. It's, it's nice to just, you know, really connect and like appreciate that, you know, we're making cool things. I think you also, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like you're probably in the same position as me where you and I don't live in Los Angeles or New York or, the big places where you usually would see a lot of industry folks or Hollywood folks live. And then, and, and then we have like this niche that we, uh, I guess say that like we could accomplish on our own 
in in our little our city. I come I come from Sacramento, so um, yeah, yeah. So. Well, um, VHS ninety nine and and Deadstream kind of really hammered home the fact to me that you know Holly quote unquote Hollywood is so decentralized now, mm-hmm. and that you know anybody can make a movie anywhere. And exactly. I think that's so cool. <laughs> that's- and uh, the, I mean, the fact that Joseph and Vanessa, who are from here, um, in Utah, you know, um, the fact that they're here and then they were able to get on a platform such as Shutter, and that Deadstream, you know, uh, seems to be doing really well. VHS ninety nine is doing really well. I think you know, to me, it's a testament to just like if you make cool stuff with your friends. Um, and you stick with some really good people, people are going to like what what you're making, no matter how weird it is, it's going to find an audience. Um, and it doesn't need to necessarily be in, in LA. It doesn't necessarily need to be in Atlanta. I mean, it, it certainly helps, but, um, yeah, it doesn't need to be. And I I think that's really cool. And I'm, I'm kind of proud of the fact that, you know, Deadstream and VHS 99, you know, we filmed them here in Utah. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it was all on location. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm it, really, really proud of that fact. I think it's I think really that cool. is the dream where you don't have to like travel too far and then you make films and movies with friends and then like have fun on the set. I think that's like the dream. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it's like just from a practical standpoint, um, I have this, I have this philosophy called <laughs> love your ugly babies. Okay. Uh, <laughs> where, you know, if you don't have the best of resources, that's fine. You you sit down and you take a look at what you do have, and that's what you have. Like, it doesn't matter how bad it is. If you if you only have a smartphone to go film a movie, well then you find out the limitations of that smartphone and you make the best thing that you can do on that smartphone, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, for whatever it is you have, and it's kind of like you know you gotta just look at the potential of things and just accept the fact that you're not always going to have the best circumstances or resources so that when you do finally get those circumstances or resources, I I feel like your, your vision is going to go a little bit longer than somebody who, who might not have had to uh, be a little bit more resourceful. Yes. I I totally agree. I think, um, the, I, I and during my film school in here in Sac State, uh, we that's one of the primary things we always talked about, especially during like the COVID and the pandemic. A lot of people use a lot of those like resources that they that, that they had in in their arms that they could, like you know, like you say, you you could probably you know you could film something on your iPhone and whatnot, and still you know release it to the masses, and people will. Like, you know, it, it, as long as it reaches like a you know one person and they're like inspired by it, I feel like that's very much 
uh, a lot of uh, artists, uh, storytellers would like to happen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And again, it's like, you know, you look at Deadstream, you look at VHS 99, the the if the house that we that we found for Deadstream was Joseph just like putting out a call on like social media or something, and he's like, "Hey, does anybody have like an old creepy house we can go film?" Oh, that's cool. You know, and it was it was here in Utah. It's a, it's an actual pioneer era mansion that was abandoned. Um, and then you know VHS ninety nine. Yeah, none of that was in a studio. That um, uh, part of hell where we filmed was in this place called Fantasy Canyon, which is this like wind eroded landscape that totally looks surreal, but it's 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 real. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know like the geological sort of processes and how it got made, but it's pretty nuts. Uh, and then we um, also did a second a couple of days filming at these lava tubes um, that are kind of famous here in Utah. And it's just like, Hey, um, I'm pretty sure that's like Bureau of land management land. We can just, we can just go shoot there. Like we, I don't know if we, we had a permit. <laughs> I don't know if I should say that out loud, I don't, I don't but, know. but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like we had access to them, you know, uh great and again going back to the like hey these are the ugly babies they're not quite fully formed ideas yet but man you know if you think about it a little bit you you'll be able to use them for something yeah i was going to mention like i saw like the behind the scenes and of of between you melanie stone and the winters i was like this is totally rad that you guys it was like a, a real environment. And then it just seems kind of uh, crazy. Cause I, I saw the one with Melanie stone where she's like in her wardrobe and just like <laughs> in chains. And I don't know. She's a very talented uh, actor. too. Uh, uh, amazingly talented. Hey Mel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you again for being here. Yeah, um, no, th- dude, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like like I said, like it's because it's called the real impact. We're gonna discuss a film that impacted you, uh, either since you were young or just recently you watched it. Uh, a lot of the films we talked about here were like uh, Cinderella, the Brandy edition, the one with uh, Whitney Houston. As, oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Radit- was that it? was that was pretty formative for me too. But yes, yes, the story. I don't know how old you are, but when I was young and I watched that, I was like in junior high and I was like, oh, the, the prince is Filipino. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you Filipino? Yeah, I am Filipino. Yes. Filipino Kaba? I, yeah, I, so I'm Ilocano. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't speak Tagalog. Or, uh, uh, speak I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I knew, dude, I knew there was a connection there. Yeah. yeah. Same. No, I'm 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 in my mid thirties, uh, so I'm getting up there, I guess. But yeah. yeah, no, that I was I was a little I was a kid when that came out, and then yeah, Paulo Montalban, yes, uh, Junior, dude. My parents were like, "See, look, you can be, you can be an actor if you want." This is exactly the conversation my parents had with us too, right? Yeah. Uh, my parents though were like, "But don't go be a phlebotomist, and then you can." <laughs> 
Mine's you a lawyer. Can, Be a lawyer. Yeah, a phlebotomist or lawyer. Uh, you know, do do whatever it is you want. Just don't actually do it and do what you want in your free time. That's, That's the, exactly this conversation. Like, oh, yeah. you you <laughs> love um, making movies with the movie camera? Yeah, you do, do that. And you like drawing? Do that. And then it's like, but when you go to college, you are going to political science and yeah. you up to law. <laughs> um, which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I disappointed my parents uh, long enough playing music that by the time I got into film, they were like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> Uh, it's funny because because um, I'm an assistant editor for a company, and uh, some of our shows are on like HBO Max. It's just mm. like renovation shows, and I was like, yeah. "See, I'm uh, my name's on the credits," and then they're like, "What does an assistant editor do? Like, uh, do you direct people?" I was like, "No, that's that's a director." But then I just don't want to explain it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's that's awesome. It, yeah, uh, but yeah, thank you again, and. Um, so the movie you pick, you want to introduce the movie you picked actually for this yeah. episode? Um, so I mentioned before that I, I was born in the Philippines and I grew up in Oregon. And so one of the first movies that I, uh, that I watched when I came to America was Ghostbusters, the OG uh, Ghostbusters. I'm, I'm glad you picked this because it kind of has sort of, a through line from like now from when you probably watch it to like VHS 99 where there's comedy sensibilities and horror sensibilities. And uh, I thought that was like, I don't know if you purposely did that. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. I did. Okay. okay cool. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, so the re I, the, the reason I love horror movies so much is um is because of ghostbusters and you know being a little kid in you know a brand new country brand new situation and you're being shown this group of people who who ain't afraid of no ghosts you know <laughs> uh and and they're they're willing to like, do what it takes and use research and logic and and you know, their own sort of gumption to, to fight the things that people are afraid of. I mean, yeah, man, like as a little kid, that's huge. It's like, Oh wait, we don't have to be afraid of these things. Um, that's, that's amazing. You know? And, uh, ever since then, like it was like my gateway into other horror movies and, you know, I could I probably shouldn't have. In fact, I totally shouldn't have. But, you know, at that age, you know, three, four, five, um, because I watched Ghostbusters, you know, I could go watch The Exorcist and be okay. <laughs> My therapist would probably beg to differ. But, uh, you know, I, th I think that's huge. I think it's it's like a really cool thing. Um, you know, and it definitely wasn't their intention. Um, I don't think, but, uh, yeah. And then like, you know, they had all these cool like props, you know? Yes. The, 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 the Ecto one, you know, all the, uh, the proton packs. Yeah. Uh, I have to everything. ask, did you have the toys? Cause the way, of course I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
gosh, I hope I hope anybody that's listening to this remembers those blue plastic. Uh, <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh yeah, the proton pack. I had I had a um, the little ghost detector thing. I had a ghost trap. Man, I was set. I just remember the ghost trap was so inventive because there's like a pump to it. Yeah, and like the thing just pop, pops open, and yeah, they. I feel like toys back then. I don't. I actually don't know how toys are right now, but like they were very inventive in the way that they were designed. I guess you could say. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I, I think you know, it's one of those things that like I loved, love, love, love props, and I, I mean, I still do to this day. And you know, before I could get those things, before I could get the official, you know, real Ghostbusters. Um, gear, because I was I was like really adamant that I had you know it all had to match and it all had to be like official, you know like what kid didn't see that and then throw on a backpack and steal like a vacuum hose? <laughs> yeah, you know. And then being a little kid, e- even back then, I was like, it's like this isn't the same. You know, I have to make it the same. And so I'd start making stuff out of cardboard, you know, to try and make it look exactly like I saw it in the movies. And we were so in a like, similar uh, position. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, stop me if you heard this one, but it's like, no, I want it to look like the official thing and I, I want it to function like it. And, you know, I started, uh, that started me like making props as a little kid, you know, and uh, uh, I, I've been fortunate enough that people have hired me to, to do props on set now. And I feel like, Hey, mom and dad, that was actually a transferable skill. So that's, eating. that's true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like that would, I feel like the, I, I'm, uh, you probably watch it when you were like in, in, you know, grade school, elementary, I'm assuming. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, those, those are formative years of watching that stuff and, just applying stuff like that could later uh, be useful in the future. <laughs> like, I think that's awesome that 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 happened for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when we first came to America, we we were not like an affluent family. We weren't even like a middle class. Family. We were we were very poor. And I think you know the kind of scrappy nature of Ghostbusters, the movie, where they were kind of in a similar situation. Uh, you know, really resonated with me of like, okay, well, you know, what can they do? Well, they're scientists and they can make this stuff to, to help them, uh, you know, uh, make a living. And, uh, I, you know, I have, I have my issues with capitalism, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think we all do, um, especially during these, uh, dark times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but like being a little kid, you know, it's like, uh, being a little poor kid uh, as well it's like oh yeah that's that's really cool i i can you know find resources and uh you know figure out a way to kind of you know better my situation and then hopefully you know we save the the world while we're at it at least new york i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so that when you were a kid and you you know you said you arrived here was new york i don't know if you've ever been i've been to new york like as an adult was that did it create like an um, impression of 
how New York is and whether it lived up to those expectations when you went there. I don't know if you've been to New York. <laughs> uh, it's funny that you mentioned that, but I actually grew up Mormon and uh, I. Oh, interesting. I, okay. I served a mission in New York. Oh, no. I was, I was in Queens and Brooklyn the whole time. Uh, and uh, I think. Ghostbusters one and two, and then coming to America, and uh, <laughs> a lot of movies like that uh, kind of helped prepare me uh, <laughs> to be in New York. Um, and yeah, I, I went back a few years ago um, with the person um, that I was dating at the time, and uh, it was. Uh, yeah, man, I, I'd really love to make it back to New York. Um, uh, one of these days, just to go hang out because I really do feel like at home there. Um, it's great. Uh, yeah, the couple times I've been there, it's very overwhelming. <laughs> Especially if you're coming from like a smaller city. Like I, I only been there a couple of times, and each time I try to make the best out of it. Uh, because it's just so much to like do in that city. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, uh, as, as a Mormon missionary, I was there for two years. So I really got the, you know, a, a good taste of what it's like to, to be there. And I was in Queens and Brooklyn the whole time. And when you're a Mormon missionary, you know, you're not supposed to go outside of your mission boundaries. And I was in like, Dude, I was like literally in the projects. I was in like far oh, wow, okay. Um, man, I was in East New York uh, before what, they got What year Ikea. was this? This okay. is 2006, 2008. Okay, okay. So um, this is like right after 9-11. Uh, yeah. A little bit, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, I, I, I'm glad that I didn't have any like, a lot of the areas that I was in weren't like the cool New York areas that everybody goes and visits. Mm-hmm. Like, I was in the suburbs. I was, I was in the place that I, I, like New Yorkers actually lived. And I, I really dig that. Um, uh, again, cause Ghostbusters like really informed <laughs> my humor, I guess. Um, but like, yeah, that kind of down to earth sort of no nonsense. I'm just going to say what I'm going to say. I like, I miss that. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I still do it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I try to. Uh, I feel like you, I don't get me wrong. I, I love it here in Utah, but there's people aren't as direct um, here in Utah as they are in New York. Um, so I kind of I kind of miss that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Anyway, to answer your question. Long story short. Uh, yes, I, I have been back to New York. <laughs> no, it's awesome. That's an awesome story. Um, so with, with what were the circuit? Like, did you watch this in the, no, you couldn't watch it in a theater. I actually, uh, did you just watch it on like a VHS? Yeah. Like, okay. Good old Hollywood video, uh, <laughs> on, on center street in, uh, in Salem, Oregon. So it's did long- you? Did you pick the movie or like your family member, a family member picked it and you just. Probably a family member picked it. This is one of those things that is just like, I I couldn't tell you the first time that I watched it. Like just going back to my memory right now, I've just always been aware of it. 
you know, it's just always been in my zeitgeist, just like like Star Wars. That's true. Yeah, you know, it's just so like foundational. Um, I remember seeing it in a theater. I, I don't know if it was like a special thing. Uh, probably. Um, but yeah, I even even then like seeing it in a theater, renting it from the from Hollywood Video. Um, not blockbuster video. I'm a Hollywood fan. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. I yeah, think uh, we usually had blockbuster, so I don't even. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> Nobody remembers that. I'm trying to be like, no, they had uh, they had a better selection. At, at the you you want them to make the Netflix uh, television show? Of, wait, is they, that blockbuster in the? Netflix? Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> Hollywood video should be another show. You and me, man. We'll make it. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh. And then, you know, you remember like they just it'd be like a Saturday matinee after like all the Saturday morning cartoons were done. They would throw on a like whatever afternoon movie. Uh, and uh, sometimes it would come on and like every time it would like air in syndication, I would, you know, dutifully suit up um, in my like uh, pajamas because I didn't have like a cool flight suit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pajamas were like the only thing that matched in my head. And yeah, I throw on my, my pajamas and then my rain boots. And then I throw on my proton pack, my plastic proton pack, strap on the, uh, the ghost detector, uh, on my belt and then have the, the ghost trap anytime it came on. <laughs> Did you did you grow up with siblings that or friends that would like go to your house? Because I I I was fortunate enough to have like a twin brother who was always there with me. He's like you know I always tell people he's a best friend that I was born with, and then um, we always had like a lot of great you know um, reenactment of Ghostbusters and whatnot. So did you have like anyone? Um, to play with that, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, I had, I have um, two older siblings, uh, um, brothers, and I, they weren't as uh, as into like reenacting stuff as I was. Um, I mean, they were a little bit older than me, so it's kind of like, who wants to hang out with their like little lame brother? Brother? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, we did. It was there, but like, uh, this is gonna sound really sad. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I would I would play by myself a lot, um, reenacting stuff, because they would be at school, and then I'd just be like, you know, I'm I'm not quite in school yet, and so I'd just be at home, you know, kind of playing by myself and imagining there's ghosts around and et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I mean, so they did, but. They didn't. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, that's. I, I, there are times where my brother and I would separate and then just play our own little world. It's a good way of, you know, uh, thinking on your own and imagining on your own too at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, I was kind of a weird kid. I probably, I still am for sure. I feel um, like, uh, oh, go on. Oh, I'm, no, I'm just saying that, like, so even when I was in school, like, I was into a lot of things that, like, a lot of people, like, weren't. So I loved horror movies, even even at that age. 
and like a lot of my friends didn't like quite appreciate them when I did. Um, I liked, you know, making props and like costumes and stuff and, you know, watching all the, uh, anytime there was a making of that was airing. Cause back then, you know, we, we didn't have YouTube. Like no. if it was on, it was on. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, none of my friends were like really into that kind of stuff. Um, when I was, when I was there. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> A lot of a lot of me was just like watching these movies over and over and over again by myself. <laughs> you know what's odd? Because even after this movie, I'm assuming, did you know like about the sequel? Like, were you seeking out for the sequel? Because like the sequel came out a couple of years oh, afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, for some reason, the sequel resonates me more just because I feel like they replayed that more in one of like the you know cable channels because i've always thought that the scene with the statue of liberty that's the only scene that pops out to me when i think of ghostbusters a lot <laughs> so it's oh, kind of odd <laughs> uh that i feel like that's a great subject scenes that stuck with me yeah yeah um speaking of ghostbusters too is when they're underground and they're they're kind of like trying to figure out what's happening with all the yeah sewers. the sewers, <laughs> um, the ghost train never failed to freak the shit out. Of yes, me. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can pass. I'm sorry. Uh, no, you can. You can. Yeah. Um, that scene. Um, was it the first one where there's like that weird ghost zombie uh, taxi driver? Oh yeah, and he like turned around and yeah. <laughs> I, you know, just little kid me. And even now I just, I get so giddy, like, uh, with these practical effects. Um, I'm just like, how do they do that? Um, I, yeah. Creature effects. I, I still love to this day and I, I will like hop onto any project that even has like a hint of creature effects. And I'm like, I don't care how much it, it's paying. Like, let me, I, I want to come hang out with you guys. Like, <laughs> um, which is really a bummer because both um, in the production of Deadstream and VHS ninety nine, I was I was busy. I was I was on I was booked on some other gigs, so I had to like squeeze these projects in. And so um, <laughs> the days that they had me on were all the reactions to all the practical effects, but I didn't get to see any. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. So uh, spoilers. Um, if you if you if you look at our clever filmmaking, Jared Jared Cook's cinematography, um, there's a lot of um, you know panning and and, yes. and hidden cuts, mm-hmm. and so like in especially in VHS ninety nine, all of us like reacting to all the creatures, which for the most part were practical, um, except for the big giant demon. Yeah, uh, it looked good. It still looked good, even though it was- uh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know. I, I didn't get to see any of that stuff. Wow. I did not even know. I need to rewatch. I watched it twice already. Uh, yeah, I was really bummed because like um, when we first started making VHS 99, they showed me Worm Maid. Uh-huh. Uh, that creepy. Uh, yeah. And uh, even the test footage like was so weird and unsettling. But no, they did all the creature stuff. Like <laughs> I, I was doing uh, I was directing a play. Uh, at that time and i had to like go back um 
because it was it was closing weekend. That that is Othello. awesome editing. Yeah, <laughs> that's to say. <laughs> I know, but I I get to, I didn't get to see it. Did you get uh, at least see it afterwards? Like some like did they keep some of the the props and the the I know some of them were probably people in suits and whatnot. But did you ever see the late? Some of it. Yeah, okay. I got to see. I got to see a bit of the prep. Because it wasn't, it was an overnight shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a couple nights out in the middle of nowhere. And as I was leaving to go head back to Salt Lake for my play, um, you know, I saw some of the prep. But I was like, oh man, I, I don't get to see like the actual like cool. You know, I don't get to see like when you have all the the KY jelly for all the ooze all over. You know, I didn't yeah. get to see it all dressed up. <laughs> Um, but I did get a few glimpses, um, and you know, spoilers, if you've seen Deadstream and you've seen VHS 99, <laughs> I'll admit it. Some of them, uh, were reused from Deadstream. <laughs> oh, okay. Now when I do watch Deadstream, now I'm going to try to, uh, see which one is reused. Yeah. I won't, I won't give it away. But, but, but like like you said, whatever resources you have, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, love your ugly babies. Um, use whatever you have at hand. Literally, ugly babies too. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, like you were mentioning about the practical effects in Ghostbusters. What I love about it, although they use like visual effects a lot, and because of the ghosts and whatnot, but they're all practically made in the sense of like the creatures they were. Like, you know, it's people in suits, but I love how like sort of um, uh, non-realistic they look like they're kind of cartoony looking uh, in most yeah. cases. I mean, yeah, I just love that. It's like, hey, just go nuts. Yes, go wild. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter, you know. And it's funny, like it's kind of hypocritical for me now because like I love good creature design and I love it to be like logical and grounded. But you know, going back to Ghostbusters, like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter as long as it's like, you know, tangible. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, you, you know, CGI monsters, no matter how good they are, you know, it's always like, it's always in the back of your mind, especially if you like do work in the industry. It's like, oh, you know, it would have been cool if it was like, you know, uh, a practical effect. Yeah. Um, and maybe, I don't know, maybe Ghostbusters spoiled that for me. And then, like, you know, later on, Jurassic Park. Uh, but, like, I've always been just a huge fan of, you know, what can we do in camera? What can we do on set, live, on the day? Um, you know, uh, I did a, a short last summer that's being turned into a feature I'm really excited about. But it's called Cub Scout. Um spoilers there's a werewolf involved and uh uh a lot of it well most of it was was a practical suit which i was like just so in love with uh um because we were filming out in the middle of the woods um again here in utah and yeah it was just it was really nice to be like you know three in the morning and we're supposed to be scared of something and you know it's actually there on set and i i love it I think I saw you um, promoting it. I need to still watch it. But uh, yeah, yeah, please do. Uh, and then, like I said, I mean, we we were really lucky uh, and uh, keep an eye out next summer. Uh, this well, I guess this this summer for um, some news about it. 
Yeah, we definitely need more werewolf content because there's it's de desaturated with like zombies and vampires right now. So I want other yeah. monsters in uh, in in our entertainment. <laughs> well, I'm I'm speaking of other monsters. Uh, I am I'm working on a script um, about a an Im- a Filipino immigrant family in uh, in the early '90s. That's being stalked by a Mananangal. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so speaking of weird monsters that like nobody's really seen on screen yet. Um, yeah. I think that's in my back pocket. I feel like it is a, a good time to do that too, because I think people are just interested of other people's culture, especially folklore when it comes to horror. Um, yeah. There's like a lot of uh, interest in that and, uh, especially in the point of view, I mean, you could we could still watch films from like the Philippines or like Japan and South Korea that has that folklorish, but you're you're transmitting like the the, the monster here in the states. It's that'll be that's an interesting uh, viewpoint, I guess you could say. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm like Trece came out. I don't know if you've seen that on Netflix, but uh, oh yes, yes, I actually have like the comic book that I haven't read yet. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I love it, and I, I again going back to Ghostbusters, I think this is why I love it so much. One of my favorite tropes in storytelling is when folk tales and like the hidden world is actually true. And now we have to go deal with it. Um, yeah, that's and, a great concept. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I love it. It I, for some reason it's always it's always resonated with me. Um, I've always you know like stranger. I you know obviously I feel like it resonates with a lot of us. Stranger Things is a huge thing, and like the whole concept of the upside down leaking into into our world, um, and then all the eighties and nineties nostalgia. <laughs> Um, in no small part to uh, Ghostbusters you know I think there's a reason why it it stuck with us after all these years Uh, and it's because it's so visceral and it's real and it's you know all the practical effects are like right there Um, did you have uh, I think the best part I was going to ask, like, is you specific, specifically chose that era? Is there like a reason why you chose that era with your script to have it in the early 90s? I have yeah. an idea why, but I don't know if that's the idea. <laughs> well, you know, right what you know. I remember being a little kid and just like, you know, we couldn't, we can just go on YouTube to go yes, look up. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> you know, streaming services. Um, Man, if it was not time for cartoons uh, in the middle of the day, well, you better be happy with uh, Maury and Jerry Springer, exactly. even if you don't get it. Like, um, and then you can't just like, you couldn't just go call a friend or message or, or text a friend, you know? It, it was it was very isolating, but in a way, it's also very liberating. And... Uh, I couldn't uh, say it better. Actually, that's a that's a good way to say it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I was debating on what movie I was going to pick, and uh, it was Ghostbusters because I feel like it really. I mean, it, it started my love of movie making and kind of like wondering what's going on behind the scenes. Um, but the other movie that I was going to pick, so uh, 
all your all your podcast fans will get a twofer with this one. Um, but is Silver Bullet? Speaking Silver of werewolves, Bullet. Yeah, I don't think I've watched I either. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> okay put it on your list. I don't. I don't even know like if it's like available anywhere. <laughs> but uh, it's it's about this this kid who's in a wheelchair, which I thought even back then, this is like in the, the, the mid eighties. Um, even back then I thought it was really cool. Cause it's like, Oh, you don't see that very often. And like, he's in a wheelchair and granted, I haven't seen this movie in years. Um, so I don't know how, like how well it's aged, but back then I was like, Oh, that's really cool. They're treating him like one of the group and he's, it's just accepted. And they're not at, like treating him like a hindrance. Uh, or anything like that. Um, and he's just part of the group. And he's like, not just part of the group, but like an integral member of the group. And anyway, he's sees uh, the pastor of his church. Uh, and he thinks he's a, he might be a serial killer, but spoiler alert, it turns out he's a werewolf. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm interested in this. Dude, <laughs> you mentioned werewolves and uh, there you go. But uh Again, going back to like, I, I just love, I love it when like kids are a lot smarter than we give them credit for. And they observe a lot of unspoken things. Um, you know, they, they might not be able to process them or quite understand exactly what's happening. Um, but, but like, you know, they know they're able to work things out. And so I love coupling that with again the trope that okay well the the make-believe the folklore the 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 stories you know the bedtime stories that we hear uh i i love coupling that and combining it with you know well those are true and so now how do you as a kid deal with that and uh you know again in no small part to you know films like silver bullet and ghostbusters that's why i want to like set it there i don't know if i'm ever gonna actually make it but <laughs> I, hey, well, I the way you're you're, yeah. you're pitching it to me and i want to see it now <laughs> okay. uh tell your tell your podcast uh audience members to send me money yeah i'll uh, start a kickstarter for you <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll crowdfund it um we'll see if it gets made but yeah. I, I think it'd be really cool if it does i yeah i love it um yes yeah, so, uh, wrapping up i guess uh with ghostbusters so is there other than that, like, is there anything like um, you want to discuss with the film? Because uh, I, I think I hit the bullet points of like why it resonated with you, your favorite scenes. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just I mean, one, I, I, I talked a lot about all the like behind the scenes stuff that it got me into filmmaking. Uh, but like one, it's just like it's just a good story. It is. It's. It's, uh, it's it's like a it's it feels like everyone could relate to it in a sense of like trying you're the underdog and you're trying yeah. to do this thing and then make people believe in you and then when you do do it people start to believe in you <laughs> right yeah and then you know Ghostbusters too even if you do do it people might not believe it anyway but you just do it and I I think there's like no greater uh, allegory to filmmaking. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> um, storytelling than than that, like uh, sometimes people just just don't care. 
and that's it's fine because you know like it's nice to have audiences for sure and i don't want to downplay that and i don't want to downplay like the industry as an industry and a business and everything but at the end of the day it's like storytelling again is just so part of who we are and like listening to stories and and that kind of thing uh that it doesn't matter as long as like people keep telling them I agree. Yeah, I. it's one of those things where I feel like we take it for granted sometimes where there's a lot of us on uh, on the social media that just like to argue a lot. And then I feel like we, we just sit down you? and tell us <laughs> stories. <laughs> I feel like when, once people tell more of their story, I feel like more people will empathize and see like the commonality or even the difference like uh, uh, uh respect and appreciate the differences we all have too absolutely yeah yeah i agree 100 percent uh so before we leave uh where can they find you online again uh gosh where can they find me um instagram is probably the easiest i'm not good at this i, I my agent tells me that i need to like uh, you know, post more. <laughs> no, uh, I can't. Um, <laughs> I was like, I am not like interesting. Uh, I don't feel like I'm, I'm not that cool. I'm really lucky to be able to do cool things, but I myself am not cool. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, find me on social media, uh, Instagram uh, handle Archie Crisanto. Uh, good luck spelling it. Because uh, they did a they did a piece for VHS ninety nine in Fangoria magazine. Oh, congratulations on that! You're literally <laughs> like you. the second person I know who I'm like a, a friend of the podcast that's on Fandango right now. Oh, dope! Yeah, yeah. Well, they spelled my name wrong, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just happy to be in it. Like I'm like okay, that's fine. Like I'm used to my name being spelled. Yeah, I wrong. saw your face on there. I was like, oh, this, oh, this is there. This you is go, so covered good. in blood. Have you uh, showed your relatives? <laughs> um, not not more than my like po- posting it on social media. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't like bragging about myself. Yeah, that's true. Like, <laughs> and it's also, I mean, I think you can appreciate this as a filmmaker. Is once it's done you know, you're ready to like move on to the next thing. Exactly. Yes. Whatever yeah. it is. And like, you know, I filmed this, um, what was it? It was, it was like July or August or something, VHS 99. And then we filmed Deadstream sometime last year, I think, or the year before that. Uh, I don't even remember. Uh, <laughs> so it, it's hard to like be in the moment when that moment like literally was, you know, a couple months to a, to even years ago. Yes. Yeah. That's actually, yeah, that's true. Because I had like a couple of projects this year and yeah, it just goes so quickly. I feel like when you're yeah. in a set and then especially if you're doing like 10 hour to, you know, whatever hours of day on a set, like it goes so quickly and yeah, you just move on to the next right? project. <laughs> like, don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, cherish i love 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 the winters yeah um, and everybody that worked on those films and i love working on them with them uh it's just it's kind of hard to be like oh yeah that was a thing that we did and um and i'm very proud of the work that we did on those um but yeah i mean if you want to follow me archie a-r-c-h-i-e 
Crisanto, C-R-I-S-A-N-T-O. Uh, I was going to give you my email. Uh, <laughs> um, Gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, don't, Gmail. do, don't, don't do that. I don't care. I get enough spam anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, find me on Instagram. Um, you can find me. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, my Facebook, if you know how to spell my full name, it's pretty easy to find me. Uh, come message me. Like I love talking. I've, obviously, I mean, you, you can probably tell I love talking about storytelling, yes, and filmmaking, and, and theater and acting. So, like, if you ever, if you're listening and if you want to, you know, shoot the breeze and talk about that stuff, feel free. Thank you. Uh, yeah, like I said, um, the way I reach out to you, I just took a chance to reach out to you, and you've been super awesome and friendly and supportive um so thank you again i i don't know how many times i'm gonna say thank you but thank you again uh being on this like you know podcast uh i feel like i you know a lot of people have podcasts nowadays but i really love just talking to people who are like inspired in the business and just you know it's just really awesome to hear people's stories about how like you said like it's nice to share stories and i I love listening to them too absolutely well you know thank you for having me on your podcast and like yeah everybody has one but so what like yeah (laughs) uh, (laughs) at the end of the day i you know i love hanging back and talking with other storytellers about storytelling so this is a great platform for it Cool. Thank you. Uh, I'm Benjamin Abaya, and thank you again to Archie Crisanto, and this has been The Real Impact. <laughs>